The night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Welcome, everyone. Another great show on tap for you tonight. If you remember back, it was actually um, exactly one month ago, June 30th, we had a guest on. Uh, Trinity was her name, still is her name, in fact. And uh, we talked about her YouTube channel. And we did it in a, in a uh, one-segment interview, and we found out very quickly that that wasn't enough time to get to all the things that we wanted to talk about. So at that time, I had uh, told Trinity that I wanted to have her back, and I wanted to talk about some of these topics that we didn't get to. So that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Trinity is a YouTube producer. Her uh, channel is called Trinity Red or Blue Pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. And um, she makes videos that take very uh, serious looks at some of these topics that we talk about, but also some other things that we don't get to on this program. And she does a great job of researching them putting them together in a video, and presenting them to the public. And uh, we're going to talk all about how she does that, plus what the topics are and what she thinks of some of these topics. Um, that'll be tonight's discussion. Looking forward to that. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow. And if you can, please subscribe to the Twitch channel. YouTube, just go to YouTube and uh, find J.V. Johnson. Click on the subscribe icon. There's nothing uh, more to it than that. When you go to Twitch, you can follow the same way. Just click on the follow button. We encourage that. But if if you can, we encourage you to uh, subscribe as well. There's a fee for subscriptions. Unless you have Amazon Prime, then you can link your Amazon Prime to it and you get the subscription for free. Um, if you're not sure how to do that, when you go to Twitch, in the chat, just type exclamation point Prime, and it'll give you the instructions on how to link your Prime account and uh, get a free subscription. Uh, when you subscribe on Twitch, you get access to special emotes and ad-free viewing, and there's some other benefits as well. The noggin points, which if you're in Twitch, you know what I'm talking about. Those points accumulate at twice the rate. So it's worth it. Okay, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we'll bring our guest in again. Tonight we'll be talking with Trinity about her YouTube channel, which is called Trinity Redder Blue Pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Say that three times fast. Please support the program. Go to patreon.com slash Joha. That's J-O-H-A-W. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyways, welcome back to the program. It's Beyond Reality. Of course, I'm your host, JV. We're looking forward to tonight's discussion because it's kind of a continuation of one we had exactly a month ago. Um, we have uh, Trinity, uh, who hosts a YouTube channel called Trinity Red or Blue Pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. That's our guest. It's not a difficult name to remember because it's so unique. Trinity, welcome back to Beyond Reality. It's so great to have you here again. Well, thank you very much. I Really grateful to be here. Thank you. So we have to kind of start at the beginning because uh, to to just jump into where we left off last time would be a disservice. And I want you to remind everyone how this very, very unique YouTube channel name uh, was created. Why Trinity Red or Blue Pill? Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Oh, 
Well, it's kind of funny. I became a moderator for a couple of people on YouTube, and they just really encouraged me to create a channel. But by accident, I put in uh, a Trinity Red or Blue pill, and then I put in Hi Ho Come with the Frog here, and it made me keep the names for three months. But then after I thought about it, Everybody's like, please don't change it because it's so unique and unusual and funny. When people say it, this is a tongue twister. And so people have told me to keep it, and I have. And um, so, yeah, it, that's how it came to be, and it all kind of has a meaning. And you, um, you, so you originally put Red or Blue Pill in, and then you were going to change it to Hi-Ho Kermit the Frog here, but you just added on and it kind of stuck? Yeah. <laughs> yep, it just stuck. And I, it all works out because it really has a meaning for all of it involved anyways because Kermit – is a computer code and the red or blue pill. Well, that's like placebo. I mean, it's overly used with, you know, what's going on in the world today. And people are trying to really, you know, see the truth or what the matrix is or what the deep state or is and, or, or isn't. And, um, yeah, it, it's just a, a fun concept, you know, and, and of course, uh, Kermit, not only a computer code, but also hi ho Kermit the frog here being a funny reporter. And, you know, we're all kind of sometimes feeling like we're puppets or Muppets and someone else is pulling our strings because, we just feel like, you know, we really aren't free in this world as we should be. And uh, that's how they make the perfect slave is that a slave does not know that they are not free. So it's just a kind of a thing. And then Trinity, of course, is the Trinity. And you can look at that as the, as the, in the Matrix or in many other ways. You um, were encouraged by some people that you were moderating a channel for to create your own channel. What did they see yeah. in you or what do you think they saw in you that made them encourage you to do this? I just really like to do research. I've always loved libraries. I've always been kind of a nerd, but not a lot of people really knew that about me, that I love to, you know, really find out the analytical deep stuff and, and the mysteries of things that really weren't taught in school that I like to, like, know, know a lot more about and why is it this way and not that way? Why do we have to read right from left and not left from right? And why do we have to, you know, do everything a certain way and, you know, be quiet, sit down, you know, raise your hand and tie your shoes a certain way. I just always just wanted to know why we had to do things the way we were told and, and why couldn't we stay like childlike curiosity. And, and that's what I really want to bring to my channel is everybody to feel like there's a safe place to come and have that childlike curiosity and ask those questions that we should keep asking, but we quit asking because, oh, you know, we're told this, we're told that. But just because we're told that doesn't mean that we shouldn't search for new ways of doing things or, or different things. So most people would run the other way if they were told to go into a library and research something or even just go to the Internet and do research and, you know, <laughs> learn. Uh, obviously, you're just the opposite of that, and you're to be applauded for that. However, do you think something in your maybe your childhood or upbringing uh, created that kind of curiosity in you? You know, um, I was told that I didn't speak till I was four and that I didn't speak till I was seven. I've always um, been told, like, I'm, I'm a big empath. I, I really care. I have a huge heart. And so, um, say, like, going to school, people would say, oh, come sit with me or come sit with me at, at lunchtime. And I never wanted anybody to feel bad. So I prefer just go to the library, read, you know, and just not have to choose who is going to sit by because I never wanted someone else to feel bad and I didn't I, I got along with everybody and I didn't believe in anybody being an underdog or or whatever I just always felt like we're equal and I just didn't want that pressure so I guess I just 
I don't know, I went into the library and it's my own little world and, and to get away from the pressures of things that are unnecessary. So what I'm hearing you say is because you were uh, popular and asked to sit by a bunch of different people at a bunch of different tables at lunchtime or during study halls or whatever it happened to be, uh, instead of having to choose one over the other and make somebody feel bad, you would go off to the library where you know nobody's going to follow you because they didn't want to do that, <laughs> and you would study. And that's kind of the beginning of all this for you. Yeah, and being dyslexic, I mean, they didn't know for a very long time that's what it was. So I always learned how to speed read. So my way of taking in data or data, however you want to say that, information, is totally different. And so I've learned that my brain just reroutes things differently. And then I found out that Einstein was dyslexic. And a lot of teachers, you know, I found out later on it wasn't, um, you know, a, a lot of people think that if you have, like, like that's a disability. It's not a disability. It's just that you're different. And so I think that I was always just trying to figure out how everyone else was seeing the world or, and, or interpreting it or learning it in a way that I just didn't get. So I was very curious. I've always been very, very curious. The um, idea of studying something in the library, that's unique enough. But <laughs> the topics that you've chosen to research and present on your YouTube channel are very, very specific. And they're very uh, unique and in many ways uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure controversial is the word, but they certainly uh, uh, are mysterious. I guess that's a better word. Um, where did that part of your curiosity come from? I, mean, I can understand going in and maybe studying you know, uh, history or uh, you know, horses or something that maybe any <laughs> child might be interested in. Um, but you have ended up uh, researching things that are far more uh, mysterious. Where did that curiosity develop? You know, I... I remember just thinking, you know, what, what is it that makes this the color of our skin different? And it's just melanin, you know. I remember just going in and wanting to know and the curiosities of that and, and how that is and um, how the equator works to the way that we are with our chemistry. And it just went from there. And then I was actually in banking and finance for 15 years of my life. And I had a lot of time to really think about, you know, how the financial system worked. And the more that I found out, and then the Patriotic Act hit, the more I was, like, very, very interested in that. And I'm, I was actually, I, I still am an international business consultant and working and learning how the bonds work and, and how people get these large projects and how that process works. You know, there's so much more that goes into it. That's, there's certain things in school that were just not taught. So I just wanted to go down that rabbit hole and a lot of times, you know, um, a lot of people say, you know, I remember getting a phone call. Do you believe that we're connected to, like, one big supercomputer? I think it was, like, a Gallup poll question. And I remember thinking that was a very odd question. Well, then I looked into it. And, of course, you know, I want to know where the World Wide Web came from, from the Internet came from. And, actually, that was CERN. And a lot of people don't even know what CERN is or ITER or how any of that works or how DARPA is and our military and the military-industrial complex. And then I've always been curious about geography and then the treaties and why we can't go to certain places. And then my curiosity just went from there into Admiral Byrd and to water and, you know, just everything in the chemistry of the plasma, electric universe. And it just keeps going on and on and on. And I, I, I just love that so much. How long ago did you start the YouTube channel? Oh, goodness, just a little bit of a year and a half ago. Uh, the YouTuber that started me no longer has a channel because of the censorship. Uh, and this person was, it was John X Army, and he is no longer on 
uh, YouTube, which is extremely sad. I believe he does have a Patreon, um, and I think he might be on DLive, but I'm not sure. And then I, I'm a moderator for Marfa Google News and Marfa Google TV, and he got me, like, the last 100 or so I needed. And then I've had several other YouTubers, but James Munder, um, gosh, there's Woodward TV, uh, Mad Cat Mysteries. There's a lot of a lot of people just out of nowhere um, in the encouragement. Edge of Wonder, I've talked to them once, and they've just been so, you know, encouraging that it, it's good to have a voice. But now... Um, having a voice on YouTube, I respect the fact that they do have their guidelines and, and that's how it is. But at the same time, I am fighting still for um, freedom of speech. You know, we cannot lose that, whether someone likes it or not. You know, We should still be able to discuss it on a platform that will allow us to. So I'm looking at other platforms as well. I've started on YouTube, but I am looking at other platforms as well that maybe I won't be quite so shadow banned or have my videos, some videos that are absolutely about nothing will take off and I can talk about absolutely nothing. But the ones that I get into deeper dives on, um, unless you know my channel or you're looking for it, you're not going to find those videos. Yeah. Um, this is, this is a topic for an entire show's discussion for sure. And we'll touch on it a little bit here, but we can't spend the whole program about it, but this censorship that's going on with big tech is is becoming a critical problem. The mm -hmm. the fact that they can label something misinformation, mm -hmm. for whatever reason they decide they want to label it that, limits the discussion of ideas, and many of them are controversial ideas, to the point where you, it, we, we can't get to the truth about anything. And mm -hmm. that's a real problem, Trinity. That's I think that's one of the biggest... Uh, threats we face as a free nation, as free as we are at right now, which isn't as free as we used to be. Uh, but this is a major, major threat because tech companies like Google, which owns YouTube, and Facebook, which owns also owns Instagram, and Amazon, which isn't isn't so much a platform for people to uh, disseminate information, but the other two particularly, they now control, and I don't know what the figure is, I use 80%, but it could be as high as 90% mm -hmm. of all information that's being disseminated throughout the country. That's major power. Right, right. The monopoly is ridiculous. And, you know, just like China has been purchasing so much of not only the United States, but they have purchased so much of Africa and are, you know, trying to get the minerals from Australia, and I just read recently that they bought, they, they took over a city in Russia, and now there's going to be a big, uh, there's a war going on with Egypt, and, you know, they, it, it's really insane. I mean, it's not just censorship, it's the fact that we can't have this kind of takeover, we can't have that kind of monopoly in, in any type of business, and especially um, in the social media, and I know that's why they, that all the propaganda, all the optics are to keep people in a cognitive dissonance so they don't know what to believe. And that's the whole mission. But when you start silencing the truth because you just can't keep it up with, you know, disinformation or misinformation with people speaking the truth, and you just, they just get rid of us. They, they get rid of anybody who's too close to the truth. And that is wrong. It is extremely wrong. And I don't know what's going to be done about it. But there's so many people, more of the time, that have um, either been deleted off Twitter or, and I don't use Twitter, but um, 
you know, different platforms, not just, not just YouTube, it's, it's on many platforms. And you got to start looking at who owns this data and what are they doing with this data, this data mining, and it goes back to CERN and it goes back into ITER. And a lot of times people don't even know what CERN is and how the internet was created and how this all goes into deep black operations and, and uh, budgets and such. So it all does connect together. It's like a bunch of puzzle pieces, but yeah, it, the uh, censorship is, is absolutely um, not right, and I don't know what's going to be done about it because these people are very big, and it is a monopoly. You know, when you talk about free speech, which is guaranteed American citizens in the Bill of Rights, and in fact, it's the First Amendment, there's, uh, there, are, there are respectable and understandable limits to free speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Right. You know, things right. like that. You can't slander someone. Um, you know, there are consequences to that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, pornography is is limited uh, and, mm-hmm. and isn't necessarily part of the free speech discussion. But when you talk about ideas like, and I'm going to use something very simplistic, but I but I also know it to be very true. Um, we've had folks on this program that have talked about the flat Earth theory. Now, this isn't something I necessarily subscribe to, but I love hearing the discussion. I love mm-hmm. hearing their argument. I, I really enjoy the facts and the and the ideas that they present and the quote unquote evidence that they offer. And what's Mm -hmm. the harm in having that discussion? Yet that is one of the specific categories that YouTube Mm -hmm. says it will be shadow banned. Yeah. What is the harm? I don't understand it. And, um, you know, I don't think that anybody is going to watch a video on flat earth and then, you know, go out and do something uh, dangerous because of it. I I don't get this. Exactly. And, you know, nobody's going to know the true shape of the earth, whether it's a pear shape or a layered cake or, you know, exactly what they've told us since we were, you know, in kindergarten where it's a globe. what it comes down to is latitude, longitude lines, how time was created, how, how the maps were, recre- were created, how everything was created. And if we can't have the ability to question these things, then that's what's scary. It's not right. the fact that someone believes that that's right. it's the Earth's flat. It's the fact that we should be able to have our own thoughts and imagination and come up with our own ideas. And we're just not allowed that. And that's, that's one of the big reasons why I have my channel is so that people can feel safe somewhere to discuss these things, but now I don't know about this platform. I'm, I'm going to continue it because it's where I started, but I know I'm going to have to look at other you know, other things as well because I don't think anybody should be silenced on being having an imagination. That's how Tesla, you know, Tesla, is. Uh, he, he created everything that way. If we didn't have that and Einstein and different people, you know, if we can't even question their theories or how they, they even became a theory, where, where are, you know, that people say, well, we haven't invented anything or we haven't, we've been stuck. Well, of course we've been stuck because if you don't do exactly what they say, which is basically mind control, you can't break free of that to have different ideas and different things come about. They, it's pretty scary, actually. Well, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, medieval history. Uh, during the Middle Ages, there was one authority that basically set the rules and set the discussion, and it was the Catholic Church. And yeah. if if you did not subscribe to the Catholic Church's orthodoxy, now I'm a Catholic, um, but obviously it's a much different church than it was in the Middle Ages. Well, in some ways, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But if you did not subscribe to the things that the Catholic Church said, and they didn't just talk to you about religion, they they were the arbiter of science, they were mm-hmm. the arbiter of art, 
and they were the mm-hmm. arbiter of religion, and they were the arbiter of basically the rules of society. Yes, and Galileo was for the first right. person censored in house arrest because of that. Yes, so when exactly. people would challenge that orthodoxy, they would be imprisoned, they would sometimes be executed, they mm-hmm. would be uh, uh, defamed, they would lose, you know, if they, if they happened to be uh, someone of, of authority or stat- stature, they would lose that authority and that, and that stature. And any time you questioned the church, there was a punishment, and, there, and you were mm-hmm. silenced. And... This is no different than that. This is just a different group controlling the discussion. And the same thing will happen. If you disagree with the orthodoxy, I happen to think it's somewhat political in nature, but let's talk mm-hmm. about these tech companies. If you disagree with something that they deem to be the, the rule, um, you will be taken off the platform, you will be shadow mm-hmm. banned, uh, or worse. So this right. is no different. And, and, and because people kept at it. The Catholic Church ended up changing over time. You had the Protestant Reformation, which changed a lot of things, and science was able to break free from the church and and have an independent voice and independent thought, and we had progress. So these debates, these discussions, and these ideas are crucial to the health of a a, uh, growing and uh, evolving society. Yeah, and I think that they're a little bit overwhelmed. They've unleashed uh all this information and disinformation and misinformation on us. But at the same time, it's kind of a, there was a, I don't know what the name of it was on Black Mirror, but um, I keep telling everybody, we can't just go digital. Yes, I think I use digital money all the time and that kind of thing, but they just don't know how to control everything because I, and that's something we got to fight for is the fact that we can't just become digital because there was an episode on Black Mirror, which is on Netflix. And it showed how this person with a social credit score, um, often they, you know, couldn't go on a plane because they did whatever reason, you know, caused their credit score to go down. And they couldn't go do anything. They couldn't get a vehicle. They couldn't get fuel. They couldn't get food. They couldn't fly their whole life just because of a social credit score. And we are much more than just a social credit score. People go up in highs and lows in life, and we can't just base one person and what's going on in their life on a credit score. And I think that's something we need to really understand that that's possibly what's happening with all of this Starlink and all the things that's happening. And now they're saying that there's, you know, less coins or cash and all these, you know, things that they're putting fear into people, but that's just not the case. They just really want to control and control and control more and more. And we cannot lose those freedoms. We cannot lose our freedom of speech, our ideas, and be able to um, make life better. I mean, that's, we're lucky if we get 100 years to evolve before yeah. we, you know, nobody gets out alive. And so that's my, <laughs> right. my point, you know, is that what can I do on this earth? I mean, of course, you, you plant um, little seeds of joy here and there, but what is it? Why are we here? You know, why are we here? We're here to hopefully make the world better for our children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, but for humanity itself and the world itself, you know, we're, we're not just here for no reason. And we're lucky if we get 100 years to do something about it. And they can't just stifle that. It's really important not to stifle that. The um, discussions that have started in our ca- nation's capital, uh, they don't seem to be very sincere. But these are this is something that, I, that I've been calling for for a long time. Uh, companies like Google and Amazon, I don't believe Facebook falls into this category, but certainly Google and Amazon are too big and too powerful. Google needs to be broken up 
and Amazon needs to be broken up. Amazon is single-handedly handily des- destroying uh, Main Street uh, retail throughout the country, mm-hmm. and Google is con- is destroying all of media, with the exception of itself, and controlling the flow of information for the entire country and other parts of the world. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that. I want to change the subject a little bit. Okay. If somebody was not familiar with your YouTube channel, and obviously the name doesn't necessarily describe it uh, accurately, how would you describe the channel to them? What would you tell them they would find? I would say that it it really is about information and disinformation. You know, in my about page, I basically say, you know, I just look forward to meeting a bunch of fantastic people around the world, worldwide, and encourage everybody to have a, a fun and safe place to come to. You know, eventually I would love to do what you do and have interviews or have a live call-in show. And it's just going to be touching on things that maybe um, people are just getting just a little bit of this or that on the mainstream media, which is, you know, of course, all bot-known Project Mockingbird, or you're getting it from other, you know, journalists that are trying to tell uh, what they see or whatever. So it's it's a kind of... Um, I really want it to be worldwide because I do I do research and um, I keep it worldwide as well. So I try to definitely be watching and reading anything that's not in my language, even if I don't understand it. As of course, I try to do subtitles, but I'm always trying to understand other languages because I, I know language before censorship and this having the internet and the ability for us to connect the way that we are like like we are right now. Um, it was language, and they controlled us by how all of us speak in different languages. So it's really important to try and learn different languages and understand. Even if you think, I'll never understand that language, just listen, because many times it's not the words that we hear. It, you can tell what someone's saying by um, just just listening and, and how they're saying it. it. It's crazy to say that, but it's true. And it's really important that we get the information, you know, not just off the Internet, but if we can get it from books or get it from different sources and how people are seeing things and different things happening that are not being reported upon, such as, example, Brazil is having a ton, a ton of um, unidentified flying objects, and they have for a very long time. You know, not to get off topic, but, you know, several types of phenomena, whether it's the weather or, or something like that. Um, it's really important to understand that there's so much more going on than what we can imagine and keep our world big. And so my channel is really to keep people um, hopefully thinking outside the box and, and think about world events and how we are going to make a difference in this world, you know, while we get a chance to. We have um, uh, somebody new in our chat room uh, named Phoebe that had a really good question, and it it relates to what we were just talking about. So before we move on, I want to address Mm -hmm. this. Uh, Phoebe says that uh, she agrees about the YouTube and Facebook censoring too much. But how do you balance free speech with groups that block and ban anyone disagreeing or showing other science with them? I'm not exactly sure what that means, but she's talking about things like anti-vaxxers. How do you balance Mm -hmm. free speech with... I'm assuming uh, limiting mm-hmm. limiting messages from groups like anti-vaxxers. And I think, Phoebe, and I'll let uh, Trinity answer this in a second, but I think, Phoebe, that's exactly the point. We shouldn't be limiting anti-vaxxers. We shouldn't be limiting people that are talking about hydroxychloroquine. We shouldn't be limiting people that are offering alternate opinions. We're all adults. We can all mm-hmm. uh, um, ingest the information, digest the information, and come to our own conclusion. But if we stop letting people ask these questions, that's where we start to have real problems. What do you think, Trinity? 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. In fact, there's many doctors, even before this happened with the, whether you believe in vaccines or not, there was a lot of doctors who, that's why there's a really high suicide rate, sadly, with doctors and dentists. They get into it for all the right reasons, but then they find out that if they don't push certain things, they don't have a job. So many really great doctors and dentists get out of the field because they find out that they cannot speak the truth on what really works to heal people, that it becomes big business, and that's the problem-reaction-solution. And disease is dis-ease. They don't want cures, or we would have cures by now. And what we are taking, we really should look at and think about what we're taking. I'm not for or against whatever anybody you know has to say about that, but at the same time, I would like to hear what, what someone does have to say. It doesn't mean I'm going to agree with them, but they have the right to tell me That's what right. they've heard or learned from, from whatever sources. And I can, I can you know, listen to them and let them get that off their chest and maybe have the opportunity to say, okay, I heard you say this. This is what I know. And that's how you come up with better solutions and, and things that work out better for everybody to live. I think everybody just wants to live a very healthy, happy you know, life. We're going to have good and bad and everything. But the whole goal is this human condition that we're in and making it better. And we do silence anybody for whatever reason it is. You know, that's probably why I didn't speak till I was seven. I mean, I, was, I didn't speak till I was four, and then I quit speaking because people don't listen. And you, you just if you people just don't listen, then why talk? And you know how many people could make a difference that could really, you know, if they could, if it could be heard, what a difference this world could be. You know, if we had that chance to be a little bit more, I don't know, balanced. Have you done a program about anti-vaxxers? I have not done a program on that. Um, I believe, you know, I I don't know all the studies on it. I think some um, have done you know, great things, but I also know that there are some new things out on the market that I've seen bad things happen, and you got to look at what's in them, and a lot of times, because fear sells, we will easily sign papers because we're so afraid of whatever it is that we're trying to keep from happening by taking whatever medication or shot or whatever it is, that we don't look sometimes at what those things are going to do, which can be worse than what you're trying to prevent. I am. I have my opinion on this has evolved. I when I first heard that there were people who were questioning uh, the use of vaccinations, I thought, wow, this is this is just craziness, because obviously vaccinations have rid the world of some very, very serious diseases. And that's true. They really have. Um, However, the part that starts to get me is when you look at the business of it and the fact that, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we were when I was a child, I think, I don't know, there were three or four vaccinations that you took. You got them in school. And that was the end of the day. Now there's something like 72. Yeah. And yeah. they're not regulated. Um, and some of the things that are included in these vaccinations, again, this is all information mm-hmm. coming from guests that I've had on this program. But, th- you know, like mercury, heavy metals, poisonous metals. Right. And my question you know, is can we find a better way to administer these vaccinations so they don't use these dangerous materials? And why do we need 72, soon to be 73? Um, so I do think these are legitimate questions without having to admit or having to take the side that vaccinations just don't work. I don't believe that. I believe they do work. I'm just questioning 
the extent at which we're using them. We know they're not all effective. When we get the quote-unquote flu shot, which I don't get, but many people do, they even tell you this you know, may or may not work, depends on the strain of flu, blah, blah, blah. So um, mm-hmm. I think these are legitimate questions that need, need to be asked and discussed. Yeah, I was actually uh, in for a test last week, and I overheard, you know, talking with the different nurses and radiologists and doctors, and they said there's so many mutations of this COVID that it's not going to be any different than the flu shot, that you're going to be never knowing which strain is going to be fixed with that. And I think that you can't rush something like that. You really should be very careful at what you are putting into your body. And talking about heavy metals and mercury, you know, part of my deep dives go into why we can't, and this is going to go way off, but um, there's two different ways we can go on this, and that is the nanotechnology that is uh, with CRISPR-Cas9 and the money being made not only in what, you know, the vaccines and the pharmaceuticals are making, but the nanotechnology with CRISPR-Cas9 and the dirty money involved with that, that, um, you know, the, the people that are making so much money, it's, it's insane. It's really, really insane. And then um, money is the root of all evil, and it does control people, and it, that's why we have Mozad and why we have the eye agencies and all the, you know, blackmail and things going on. I mean, there's so many ways that this goes in different di- different directions with the nanotechnology and the CRISPR-Cas9, which I could go that angle with you. And then there's the angle of EPA and regulations and the Vostok um, ice in Antarctica and how they measure the CO2 levels and that and how there was um, how it just started killing a bunch of uh, this, this icicle at the very bottom of Antarctica started making all of these animals very sick just before we became sick. We are one with each other and this whole environment. We are plasma. We are living, breathing, and we are made up of, of everything around us. And you start um, modifying anything with our seeds genetically in our foods and the things that we are eating and drinking, and you're not paying attention to what you're breathing in in that particulate matter, and different elevations in different parts of the world, you start looking at the elevations, and, you know, radiation's everywhere, but there are some places where there's fracking, and how that is being, our virtual water is actually being um, bought and sold to other places, and this is a very big deal. And if we had access to clean water and to healthy foods, which we don't have access to because of the last 50, 60 years of what they've been doing and, and the, the craziness of the industrial military complex um, and the genetically modified foods and the Alzheimer's and the Parkinson's and the autism and the different things are proven from what we are ingesting and eating. And then we can look at the ecosystem all around us. So there is a vicious circle happening here and it really starts with us taking better care of everything and getting the ability to have healthier drinking water and food and knowing the plastics. I mean, I remember looking around when my children were in softball and uh, different games and I started thinking people are buying water. And I thought at the time how crazy they're buying water. But then I started seeing that people were getting heavier, but drinking water. Well, the plastics, there's estrogen and plastic. So there's a lot of things in our, in our foods and stuff that the hormones in it, and how it's affecting, you know, the obesity and the, the uh, diabetes and things like that that are out of people's control. People can try so hard to lose a bunch of weight, but they can't because of what they're eating or drinking or ingesting, and they are not aware of it. So there's so much, you know, ignorance is bliss in many ways, but at the same time, 
you know, we've got to stop a lot of these nefarious things that are kind of all money makers for the people who, who know this and create the illness, create the problem, reaction, pollution to make the money that is sadly killing many people and children. Trinity, you just said so much in that one answer and use so many terms. I mean, we have to break this down and we're going to do it after a break here. But I want to I want to ask you one more question as it relates to vaccinations before we go to break. Um, well, actually, two more questions. The first one is uh, we've seen what's going on with COVID-19 all around us. They're talking about a vaccination. Are you going to get the vaccination when they announce it's available? I think I would rather go with uh the zinc and the uh, well, we'll go into this, but the hydrochloroquine. If you, this is crazy, but um, King Tut, he actually died from malaria, and that all goes into the CRISPR Cas9 and everything. So, I probably would go more for eating really healthy and and doing everything I could to possibly not do that because of just my own personal reasons. But doesn't mean that anybody else shouldn't. No, of course, of course. This I don't is, know. Yeah, of course. Um, anything we say here is not a medical recommendation. So please, right. please, yes, no I'm one, no one should right. be uh, taking it as such. It's just a this discussion. Is a thought. This is like a thought experiment. We're just, yeah. ex- we're just having a fun talking about all these things. But I'm absolutely not a professional in any right. of these things. Exactly. I, uh, I'm curious. I'd like uh, folks in our chat rooms to weigh in on this. When this, when this vaccination becomes available, will you take it? And I'm anxious to see what our chat room says. All right, before we go to break, we've mentioned the name of your YouTube channel several times. Um, how do people find it if they want to start watching your videos? I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> I, you I cut said, out, you cut out. I that's apologize. okay, no worries. Um, I said that we have mentioned the, the title of your YouTube channel several times already. Uh, mm-hmm. But how do people find it if they want to start watching your videos? Um, well, I'm Trinity Redder Blue Pill. Hi ho, come with the frog here. I believe you can pull that up in Google and YouTube, or um, I guess you know, being on this channel. I hope that they they check it out. I do need to create a website. I'm in the process of doing that, and um, and hopefully market myself a little bit better. I'm I'm actually used to marketing everyone else. I'm not I'm not very good at marketing myself. So I guess anything that's interesting, I try to put in my titles different things that should pull up. You know, that kind of thing. I try to touch on a little bit of everything, and hopefully my videos will pull that up as well. So the easiest way is to actually just search that name, Trinity, Red or Blue Pill, Hi-Ho, Kermit the Frog here. And they can search it in Google, or they can search it in YouTube search as well, and that should pull it up for them. Yes. Tonight we're talking about a YouTube channel. It's called Trinity Red or Blue Pill, Hi-Ho, Kermit the Frog here. And Trinity, the creator of the channel and the person that does all the research, puts together all the information, and uh, presents it for people to uh, digest, is with us tonight. Trinity is our guest. Trinity, I want to go back to something that we were talking about kind of in passing, but I think it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you've been paying attention, I don't mean you, but if people have been paying attention, there is this weird coin shortage all of a sudden. What the heck is this coin shortage all about? Do you know? Have you heard anything? You know, I've been out of banking, uh, gosh, for a while now. But I, I worked from as a teller all the way to vice president of uh, a couple banks. And I used to do change orders when I was really, really young. And I'm thinking that they're just saying there could be a, a – when there's not a lot of cash orders going in and out. Because um, businesses, you know, this pandemic, <laughs> I guess is what you'd want to say, or, you know, the, the P word, um, is causing a lot of people not being able to be open. 
And so the coin shortage could seem like um, that's happening just because there's not a lot of change orders happening. But I can't imagine that actually happening. I mean, I really can't. I honestly so can't let, see that. Let, I, I, there's actually this huge agenda. If you go to Event 201 and you go into this agenda and you start looking at the World Bank, which is located where um, the World Health Organization is at, um, they called, you know, the WHO, um, and you look at CERN, which um, is the Council of European Research Organization, and um, you, you look at all that and you look at where those are all located in Geneva, Switzerland, but then they brought over that over to the United States, a part of that, and we have, um, with the Department of Energy, we have thermal labs. So you look at all this involved, they have been putting a, an event, they've been, they've been planning this for probably 10, 15, 20 years, and they started this in Africa, and they now have a digital um, passport, I believe, and they are trying to have more control. You know, if you, if they can't, they don't like cash deposits. They absolutely hate them. Um, when I was, dislike them, I should say, uh, when I was in banking, that was, I remember thinking that was really strange. Um, the Patriotic Act came out before you know, what happened, the horrible thing that happened in, in uh, New York. And there's certain codes. I guess it doesn't matter if I say what I say on the channel. I try to be careful because of the algorithms. And if anybody hasn't hit thumbs up, please hit thumbs up for JV. His channel deserves a lot more than what he's getting. So you hit thumbs up for him, and that really helps the algorithms for his channel and be sharing his channel because um, you got to fight the AI algorithms. So please hit the thumbs up for JV and I'll, anytime you're watching his videos because he does a lot of work behind this and it, he, you know you do such a great job, JV. Well, thank you really you. do. Thank you very much for that. Um, this going just going back to the coin shortage thing for a second. You know, I, I had heard the explanation was that during the summer people generally go on vacation and when they go on vacation, often what they do is they save their change all year long and then they cash it in. And then they use that money for their vacation. And because people aren't going on vacation, all this cash is sitting in, uh, you know, piggy banks or, you know, mason jars or whatever the heck people put it in. And therefore, we have this coin shortage. But you just also said something very important as well. Stores are closed. People aren't able to use their change at the stores. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's no transactions happening that are cash. Most transactions mm -hmm. right now are happening through online retailing. And that's all non-cash so there is something more to this so my question is and you've hit it hit on a bunch of things there what's the agenda is the agenda to to push us to a cashless society yes yes they are that's what they want they really want that that they wanted the um everybody be afraid of the cryptocurrency and um really you know put that out on netflix anything you see on netflix anything you see push out on the channels or in programming on tv or any programs when you start seeing a lot of that um you you can understand what they are planning to do, and they they kind of it's predictive programming, and I really want to, I, I they definitely want to make this digital. They want control because cash. Um, when I was talking about the Patriotic Act, um, they started monitoring anybody who would make a cash deposit um, at like three or four thousand dollars. So anytime anybody would bring in more than that many cash deposits a day they would have us um, calling in a phone line and we'd have to ask um, these questions. I forget what they called the report. And it was, um, and then we even knew like what businesses, like how much they actually spent in a day and a week and anything became a suspicious transaction report. Um, we would have to um, report it. So they can't tax anything that they can't track. 
and it's all about taxes and tracking. And that's why they want. They want to go digital so they can trace and track everything that we're doing and that nobody um, gets away with without paying taxes. And that, I mean, (laughs) I'm just not a big government person. I believe that, that we can do it. We can have a much better world and that everything in this world we were born into um, the food, the home, everything we have, I really believe um, we we just are very mind-controlled, and that's proven. It's proven I'm not just crazy. You look at the MK Ultra, you look at Operation, um, you know, Oper- all, there's so many different mind-control. You can even look it up now. The WikiLeaks and, and the CIA, they have so many things out there. So when it comes to being, um, they're saying that there's a coin shortage, well, people could be thinking that because they are closing down all the businesses for this, you know, what's going on and, and right now around the world. And I believe that I was talking about CERN and I was talking about the World Bank and who the um, World Health Organization, they are all hubs in Geneva, Switzerland in the same place. And they have a plan and they're trying to put that plan together and control people in a different way. When there is no cash, uh, and we talk about the fact that with a cashless society, the government can track you. It's not just tracking how much money you have, how much money you're spending, and making sure that you're paying your taxes. They can also tell where you are, what you're buying, uh, how much of that you're buying. Um, they, they, there's so much information in your shopping habits, and if it's all cashless, it's all monitored and can all be tracked. Right. And you, you got to think about it. there's there's laundromats, there's um, people, car washes. I mean, there is so many places that still you take, there's cash going on and in and out to, you know, run those laundromats. And not all, you know, car uh, washes are digital. I mean, a lot of them are going that way. But I really don't believe that we are short on any type of. And I listen, I, 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 do a, I do a lot of transactions that are cashless. It's just easier. I use my phone right. most of the time. However, I want I want the option to use cash mm-hmm. when I want to, because maybe I don't want anybody knowing I'm buying something or whatever it happens to be. Right. And yeah, let me definitely. just let me just add a, a, an anecdote here that kind of picks up on something you had said as well. Um, I bought a motorcycle last summer, and when I went to the bank to take out the money, because I bought it from uh, you know a private seller, um, it was the, the amount was more than $10,000. Mm-hmm. And so oh. I, I went and I said, I need this much cash. I think I needed, wanted to take out $12,000. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, well, we have to fill out this form, and I've got to ask you some questions. I said, why? A CTR, a critical transaction report. Yes. And I said, mm-hmm. I don't want to fill out any form. This is my money, and I want it, and I just want – we can't do that. Yes. I said, okay. The, the, the threshold was $10,000. I said, okay, tell you what. I'll only take nine, and then I'll come back tomorrow and get the other the difference. Well, now that you told me that I can't let mm-hmm. you do that, you're going to have to fill out the form anyway. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, they'll just do it as suspicious and track you more. This is insanity. Mm-hmm. This and is when insanity. I found out when the Patriotic Act went into place, and I remember I was so young when that happened, why my manager was freaking out, and I was like, why is it so bad? And then it was redone again and recently redone again. And it's like, oh, my goodness, this is affecting so much of our freedoms, our, our privacy, everything. It's just, oh, my goodness, they were able to put that in place before these terroristic attacks attacks happen and now if you are a conspiracy theorist or you um say anything that's off the beaten path or you do something that's not what they like they can consider you a terrorist and that and that act Mm -hmm. alone what they can do to you is pretty scary 
It is. Um, we're talking tonight with Trinity, uh, host and producer and creator for Trinity Redder Blue Pill. Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here, a YouTube channel. Uh, Trinity, let's talk about a few of the specific videos that you've created and put up. First of all, tell me what the process is for you in deciding what topic to research and then how you put the video together. Oh, that's probably the hardest thing for me. I have, um, I, I know how everything is connected, so I'm trying to not put everything into a video or make the videos too long unless I do a live and kind of expand on that, which I try to do more live. Life's been crazy, as you know, for everyone. And um, so I'd like to get more to a schedule and things. But it is difficult because I know how everything connects. So I'm trying now to do a little bit of um, I'm going to start doing more like of a series, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, this is what's going to be on and hang in there with me because it's going to, by the end of the series or by, you know, maybe by the end of the week, this is going to make sense to you because sometimes I try to say too much all at once and not everybody's ready to take that much information in. So I'm trying to scale it down and then build it to the final thought of what's going on because that's, that's probably the hardest thing for me is breaking it into smaller segments, knowing that there's so much more I want to tell you, but it's too much all at once. And that's what I'm trying to do now because I'm finding that out. Um, I just want to interrupt and just say that uh, the question I put to the chat room, would you take the COVID-19 vaccination when it's available? Uh, in our YouTube chat, I'd, I'd have to say about two-thirds of the folks said no, they wouldn't. In our uh, Twitch chat we actually put an official poll up that people could vote and 67 percent. so again about two-thirds said no they would not take the vaccination for covid19 um i find that very interesting i'm going to tell you i probably will take it i probably will end up doing that um but uh it's not going to be an easy decision to make i'm sure for anybody i think that if we had doctors that we trusted coming out and explaining that this is safe and what what is actually in it People might change their mind, knowing that um, a certain amount of people are, have, have done it and it's not had any ill effects on our babies or our children or, or you know, on different people. But when you have Bill Gates, who's not a doctor, and you have certain people coming out that just kind of talk out of both sides of their mouth and you're shutting down people who are doctors and not allowing them to speak, that is what's going to cause the biggest fear. And they want fear. They want us to be so afraid of whatever it is that's out there, that we will just do whatever they say to avoid what that big thing is. And that's your problem, reaction, solution, once again. And they know this. They, they love people to live in fear. And we're not to live in fear. That's for sure. Let's um let's pick a couple of your videos and talk about the topics. Uh, you know, so just in, in the back of your mind, what would you say one of your favorites that you've put together? Uh, not just that you're proud of the video itself, but the topic really interests you as they all do. But what's at the top of the list? Oh my goodness. Um, there's so many times I put videos up and then I'm kind of like disappointed in how it, how it turns out and I take it down. But um, I think that the phenomena, I, so I was kind of doing a phenomena three series because I, I tried making it funny. I want people make people laugh and, um, you know, get some singing in there and dancing and, and laughter. Cause it's so important to be positive and find the humor in things. So I had little, you know, pieces of that in there with um, the interesting information, and there's so much of it, with all of these people being interviewed from clear back in the 1900s saying that they have um, witnessed or seen these different 
military, our deep underground military bases, winners in Dulce, New Mexico, um, Sunspot Observatory, Colvin, um, Colorado, the Denver Airport, um, gosh, Arizona, Groom Lake or Dreamland, um, Area 51. You know, you start in China Lake in California, and then there's Berkeley Lab, and you start connecting all these ley lines and dots and places, and then all these encounters and people saying, oh, yeah, I, I've been there, and I've worked with these, you know, EBEs is what they call them, and not, and not, um, and that's what a lot of people get really upset about. Like, they're like, you know, aliens are demons. I'm not saying that they are this or that or ever exist, but um, when you hear people having interviews or Admiral Byrd going over and having all of these things coming out of the water and then missing 401 and things always being around water and the, you know, the fracking of water and the virtual water being fracked and all of this goes into it. Um, I would have to say that I really enjoy the whistleblowers. I feel sorry for the whistleblowers that have gone missing or have died um, that suspiciously. So I think I find all of that quite interesting. And when it comes to Julian Assange, where I, where I, whether I agree or not with any of these whistleblowers, anybody who puts something out there, they all send their silence. It makes me even more intrigued. Let's talk about some whistleblowers. Who are some uh, whistleblowers that you put it, would put into a high-profile category that people might know the names of off the top of their heads? I'd say Julian Assange. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they always mm-hmm. go after character, and I don't know whether or not he actually did what they say he did and why he's in the embassy and why he's silenced and all the things are happening. But, you know, his um, his WikiLeaks were <laughs> quite interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, gosh. And, oh, I, you could – I'd say that Admiral Byrd, I don't know if you call him a whistleblower, but him talking about, you know, during World War II, how there really wasn't the money involved, but to go to the South Pole and, and to, you know, beyond the poles – you know, what he had to say about that, um, where it comes to, I'm trying to think of his name, with the Dulce base, and he said he had that encounter. Uh, Phil Snyder, um, I find him very interesting. I think the uh, pale horse, I can't think of his name, uh, just, he, he supposedly died in a shootout, and, and he's uh, the, the, the four horsemen, four, fourth horseman. I think people in chat probably know who I'm talking about. Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, he's interesting. Um, if you can be in chat saying it. Uh, I can't think of his name. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I don't. Horseman. I don't offhand. Horseman? Okay. Oh, sorry. My William Cooper? Off. Somebody in our chat room said William Cooper. I'm not sure if that's relating to what, you, what you're talking yes. about. Yes, that's right. It that's is. right. I find, yes, I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, can anybody else in chat uh, list anything? I'm going to try and look at chat and see what everybody's saying. Uh, S- Snowden? That's another good one. Oh, you know, I there's another thing. There's disinfo agents. I don't know what to think. You got to be very careful too, because the Cointel program, the counterintelligence program. So I'm not sure. I'm on the fence with him, <laughs> but he does have some interesting information. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what do you do? You think the digital age makes whistleblowing easier or more difficult? More difficult. Much more difficult. I mean, in, in in the first glance, you'd say, well, it gives people a, a platform to throw stuff out there, uh, mm, you know, yeah. with a loud voice. But I guess it can be it can be shut down rather fast. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes. And there's the, not just only the uh, the CIA or some people. There's there's Echelon. There's the Nine Eyes. There's the, the there's so many different agencies. Um, Mozad, there's so many agencies that um, keep people in line, or you could call it the Matrix, the the guy who um, comes and, and or the uh, people that wave the, the wand and make you forget everything. There's so much of that going on um, to keep people in place. So, 
you know, these whistleblowers had more of a platform to go and speak at events and um, maybe get their books out and things like that. But now, if, if we don't get this under control, ever since this whole thing happened with this pandemic, I noticed right when that happened, um, things really started shutting down. So anybody who wants to speak about whatever is or is not popular and what they want to push in their propaganda, um, this PSYOP that we're under is going to be something that everybody's going to look back on and go, wow, they were really put through a crazy ordeal. Have you looked into the uh, Antarctic Treaty at all? Oh, yes. That's very interesting to me, and I'm trying to figure out why that is. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm not. I'm not the guest. You are, and um, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you what your thoughts are. Now, one of the things that that flat earthers point to is this Antarctic Treaty, which uh, basically says that no nation, uh, no one, can fly over or go to the interior of Antarctica. Um, right. It's really weird to me that 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 exists. I don't really know much about it other than what these guests have told me in the past. I haven't looked into it myself. What have you found, and what are your thoughts? There are a lot of bases there, and there's actually in the South Pole the deep underground neutrino experiment, and many people don't understand what that is or why they're hunting neutrinos, and they just recently, I just uh, saw an article, and I think I just did a thing on what CERN was doing with dark matter and what they called the invisible particles, the boson Higgs and poltergeist, basically what dark matter is interacting and things happening that they were calling these invisible particles as poltergeist. And this article that I saw on June 10th, I'm going to just go look at this real quick, it's talking about in Antarctica that they have had um, these high-energy neutrinos not coming from galaxies far away, as they had first said. They have now had them coming from our own Earth, from Antarctica in the South Pole. And I think that's extremely interesting and there's so much more to it. And there's, there's four different types of neutrinos. And most people don't even know what a neutrino is or care what it is, but there's a lot that goes into it. And um, these entities or invisible interactions that we're having with these, they are to locate and have basically the IP address of where they came from and why they're coming here. And for them to actually now come from Earth, deep in the Antarctica, and, 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 and not from far away, that's very, very intriguing to me. One of the things that's been in the headlines quite a bit recently, and it's because uh, there's some government disclosure that was unexpected. Uh, some people think this is the beginning, uh, a drip that's going to turn into a, a flow of information. I'm not so sure that's the case. But I'm talking about UFO information. The military mm -hmm. uh, recently had some videos that uh, got uh, released unintentionally. Uh, after they had been out a while, they had to explain them. First, they denied anything about them, and then they came around and said, okay, so these videos that you're seeing, yes, they are, in fact, unidentified objects. We're not saying they're extraterrestrial in origin, but they're unidentified. We cannot explain them. And then just in the last week, another headline hits where uh, the military was supposedly uh, releasing more information, including admitting to having possession of a craft, or at least parts of a craft, that are not of this earth. Now, it appears that it appears that, that headline might be a, mis, a little bit misleading, but I'm sure you're, you're aware of this. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? 
I think it's extremely interesting because you look at the elements and how uranium is made, our, our charts, and I'm trying to think of the gentleman's name that came out and talked about the uh, when he was at Area 51, um, Bob Lazar. And yeah. the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the part, yeah, exactly. And he really got his character assassinated too. And he's come back around and now people are going, oh, interesting. So I did do a video on Project Bluebeam because I can't think of the gentleman's name because he was from France and it's hard to say. But he also um, was killed. I think his daughter was as well because he was talking about how they're going to have a planned staged alien event or alien invasion that's going to look so real you're going to believe it. But at the same time, we had Project Blue Book where they were going out and documenting all of these sightings. And I've known people who've had these sightings, and I've actually had sightings I can't explain. And this also goes into the interdimensional beings or Bigfoot and um, what people say they, they have experienced and the missing people. So Antarctica, if, um, in my research in water, I'm also looking at that. Not only the, are there military bases in Antarctica and we can't go there and it's a big secret, um, what are they hiding there? Is there, you know, a species there? Because, you know, you look in the, even the Bible, um, I'm trying to think what they're called, um, Ammonites. Ammonites. They, they found these um, creatures in the, in the um, ice way deep down. And some people say it's not real. Some people say it's real. I can't think what it's called right now. It's not blank. But it's actually um, like the first species of human. Um, I'm trying to think what it's called. It's A. But um, it'll come to me. It's like in the Cretaceous period, but it, it's right there. Right? Ammonites not- is what I want to say, but I'm not sure if I'm right on that. But anyways, um, whether or not there's you know a, a presence there that they don't want us to know about or they're um, – you know, it's a very big possibility because Admiral uh, um, Bird, he he said he he could not win when he was trying to go there. Those things were coming out of the water, and now I know that uh, there's technology that's advanced that we don't know about that's been created and kept secret as well that could seem off uh, off planet. But how do you explain the elements? How do you explain like some of the, the things that they're finding here that they don't understand? Even in Egypt, um, when it comes to certain uh, swords and things like that, where they're like, this stuff is made from, you know, like not from this world. It's made from like meteorites or it's made from, you know, something that's not from this world. So there's a lot of connections with you know, the Egypt pyramids, uh, the Tesla technology, um, all these equations and um, the the. I believe there's a really big connection with Area 51 and they'll say New Mexico, uh, China Lake, and um, Antarctica. And I think that the two places that we're not allowed in Antarctica and um, Area 51, there is water that runs clear underneath. And they've actually um, checked the water that's in in uh, Area 51. I think it's like called Devil's Hole, is what I call it, Devil's Pit. I'm trying to think of called in that area in Arizona. Um yeah, Devil's Hole in Nile County, Nevada, Death Valley National Park. And they know that that water traces to Antarctica. So part of me thought, okay, you know, the EBEs, aliens, or technology that we're not aware of, or technology that we just don't know of that they have, of course, that they're not going to tell us they have, all those different theories come to mind. But there's also, you know, that's the, the, the most um, pristine, cleanest um, water sources that we have so maybe they're trying to protect that from you know all the things that we do to our environment and keep that you know one thing that nobody contaminates so there's lots of different theories with so many 
different topics that we can talk about. We, we might seem a little scattered jumping around, but we're going to run out of time, and I do want to cover a bunch of different things. And I want to get your opinion on Nikola Tesla. Uh, mm. Nikola Tesla has kind of come into his own and starting to get uh, respect that he is uh, very well-deserved that he didn't get during his lifetime and certainly hasn't gotten uh, for many of the years since he, he left uh, the Earth. Um, however, I also question whether or not some of the criticism of him is justified. Where, what are your thoughts? And, and, and when I, what I say is, you know, some of these ideas that he was working on, um, this, the concept of being able to p- provide free wireless electricity, mm-hmm. those types of things, um, I'm not so sure that those would have actually seen the light of day. Um, I don't know that those technologies were legitimate. Theor- theoretically, maybe, but in practice, I'm not sure. What are your thoughts? Oh, boy, I have a lot of thoughts on this, and I'll try to keep it. I'm all over the place, and I try not to be, but they all connect. I I always tell you everything connects. Um, One thing I admire about Tesla is that he didn't um, create anything to just make money. His his reasons for doing things were for humanity, and I think that's beautiful, and that's what we need. And the people that wanted to make money on this, of course, kept him quiet, stole all of his inventions, and now they have us basically enslaved to pay utilities and do all these things. And he, he knew that the vibrations and the frequency and the human frequency, and it goes to Egypt, it goes to that. And he um, also knew about the water and um, the, the Hoover Dam. And then you look at where um, in, in New York, um, where the towers went down, that, that's a self-sustaining system there, and they got that from him. And then we can go from those dams to uh, a dam and a Hoover Dam, and that water is um, such a force. And then you look at um, Gorge, Gorgeous Dam in China and what's about to happen there and how it's going to affect so many things, not just the millions of sad, horrible, horrible lives that could be lost if that breaks. But China did that, you know, and they went against all EPA, against everything, just to have the, the ability to say they had that much force or that they were that, you know, big. Um, water is so powerful, extremely powerful, and he knew that. And then he knew that we were electric universe, and he knew that um, he could, you know, he demonstrated the light, uh, the um, light bulb in the ground, and turning it on. So there's many secrets that died with him, and he he also knew about harp, and that's another thing that's in Antarctica is is harp, and a lot of people don't even understand what harp is or the Gwen Towers or how that affects us, and it does affect us, and I know it affects us because this is going to another thing that our oceans are not explored. And people free dive, free dive with these whales. And if you ever watch any of the videos of people free diving these whales, that will explain to you Tesla technology and vibration because they are so loud they they could they could actually like kill you with just their sound in water. And it's extremely interesting. It has to do with water frequency and vibration. And there's a lot there. And it's not just equations. And a lot of our, what we've been taught has once again been mind controlled and it isn't all correct equations. Two more topics I want to get to before we're done in the the next 10 minutes here. Uh, One of them is artificial intelligence. This is something that uh, we're seeing uh, evolve very, very rapidly. It's starting to enter uh, all of the uh, parts, separate parts of our lives, and we don't even realize it in many cases. And Mm -hmm. for, for years we have been warned by people like Stephen Hawking, um, mm-hmm. um, Elon Musk and other really great thinkers have said we need to proceed very 
cautiously because if we are not careful, we will create something we cannot control and there will be no turning back. What are you seeing in the realm of artificial intelligence? And uh, do you think we have something to be fearful of here? I did a video on this and um, D-Wave and Dimensions, and it goes back to CERN and it goes back to Fermilabs and the Department of Energy. And I think that we're already seeing the beast unleashed on many levels with the censorship because it all is on data, and that's how LIDAR works and laser technology and having autonomous vehicles and drones and all the things. I could go, oh, this would be a subject just to go in bigger depth with you on because there's so much going on there in that area, and it's already happening. And the AI algorithms are a very big deal, and our data, data is a huge thing. So um, there's already deep mind learning. I mean, they're already starting to have text and a neural link and a different things like that. There's a lot of great advances for certain things, but at the same time, once you unleash it, you can't just, you know, wave a little wand and put it back. It, it's pretty insane. And I, the sale is actually the Stanford um, Artificial Intelligence Language and they put a lot of this in our movies and our in our music and, and um, things like that. And they're kind of telling us things that we don't predictive programming quite understand. But there is a lot going on. And they are also doing this so that they can take someone's image or voice and say, "Oh no, that was that was a uh, you know this app or that app or it was AI or whatever," and keep even more people very confused because order out of chaos in in Latin. Um, is how they do everything, and that's their that's their, that's what they're doing. And we do need to really understand what D Wave is, quantum computing, and uh, CERN and Fermilabs labs here in the United States, and magnets and everything that's affecting our health. Another uh, technology that is rapidly progressing and it also offers uh, some concern is this idea of gene editing and genetic uh-huh. genetic manipulation. You know, it started with things like trying to manipulate our foods uh, to make them grow bigger, better, faster, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, then they, there was efforts to clone animals. Uh, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff has been going on for quite some time, but the advances recently are significant. And getting to the point where they're not only uh, able to allow people to choose physical characteristics of their children, through through these gene identifications, but they're also uh, at a point where they they can start completely modifying the human gene, genome and uh, modifying the species. Again, something we need to fear. I think it's extremely. It's a, it, well, you look at uh, contagion, and that happened ten years. They they released that ten years to the date of the nine eleven attacks, and that's what's happening now. You. They they created uh, CRISPR-Cas9 out of knowing what viruses um, there were and what bacteria killed them. They they played with that, and they found out that they really had some big issues with what could be bioterrorism concerns. And you go back to the Mossad, and you go back to the money trail, and you go back to Harvard and MIT, and you look at the connections of certain people involved with that and their agendas, and yes. That can be a very big deal, and it is a very big deal on not only genetically modified foods, but they're doing this to mosquitoes to supposedly um, help malaria. And you look at what's happening now, what they do in that CRISPR-Cas9 to supposedly stop the malaria is to affect the taste and the smell of the mosquitoes. 
And what do we have as a main symptom of what people, and people say this thing is not real, but I have known people that have had this and I've seen certain people have this. And the biggest thing affects is their taste of smell. They lose a lot of weight, almost like anorexia, and they can't eat and they lose. Wait, 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 Trinity, I I lost you here. Are we talking about COVID? Yes. Yes. That's one of the symptoms of COVID, right? Lost of of taste and smell. Yeah. So then they've released all these mosquitoes that supposedly are supposed to get rid of the malaria because they've gene edited with the CRISPR-Cas9 the ability for mosquitoes to not be able to taste or smell. And now they've released all these mosquitoes all over the United States and and, uh, Italy, and I'm trying to think of all different places they've released them. And they don't know what they're messing with. I mean, there's just certain things. We just don't know what they're messing with. This goes into so many different ways of affecting things. And I think it's interesting that that's one of the main symptoms that people are having. So what if people are getting bit, and I'm not saying I'm a doctor and I'm not saying I know anything, but what if there's some type of mutation that's happening now that they did to those mosquitoes that's now affecting humans? Well, that's a great point. And I know that they did some of this uh, altering these mosquitoes to uh, make I think they made uh, a bunch of them that were sterile, so that they would mm-hmm. they would they would mate yes, with the they can't taste their smell. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and in an effort to control the mosquito population, and I know it's backfired. Just yeah. to, what you just said aside, this effort is actually nature has taken over and actually made this mosquitoes work around it. Right. Um, so you know these types of things, they think they're solving a problem, and in fact, what they're doing is creating twenty other problems. Exactly. Exactly. And there's so much more to that than. What meets the eye? I mean, yes, it's wonderful if we can fix a lot of things, but at the same time, how much power do these people have and what are they really trying to do? And then you look at the agendas on certain people's agendas that are involved with these things. You look at um, who they're hanging around with and the transhumanism, I should say, um, what that agenda is. I mean, it's hard to believe that that's true or real, but a lot of people are thinking that they are wanting to depopulate and and be more digital. And, and this is, goes back to the EVEs or aliens or demons or whatever you want to call them. But they are saying that they became clones and they no longer want to be clones. So they are coming back to not wanting to be clones and doing these um, where people have gone missing or have these, these um, abductions or whatever experiments are happening to these people. They're saying it's because they don't want to be clones anymore because that's what their species did. And now they're trying to not be like that anymore. It's hard to believe that any of this is true. It seems like it's all science fiction, but there is truth in the lies. There is, it's just, it's really insane. And it sounds insane to talk about, but it is really interesting. And these things are happening. So if, if, if the medical community uh, makes an announcement tomorrow and says through gene editing and gene identification, we have been able to determine, and they've actually done some of this. This is not, Mm -hmm. this is not science fiction. This is actual science in some ways, but through this technology, we've been able to identify the the gene. Let's say there's only one, the gene that causes cancer and we can now go in and fix it. And Mm -hmm. everybody should go to their, their doctor's office tomorrow and have this gene fixed. And then, cancer is cured first of all do you believe would you believe them if they if they presented that and secondly would you do it um china says they did it and look at how china's doing i mean i don't believe anything china says so let's take china out of the equation exactly 
Um, I believe that we have cancer in our bodies and what we do to our bodies, the toxins that we put into it, whether it's emotional uh, negativity or it's the food or water we're drinking or the plastics we're using, uh, the different contaminations and heavy metals, those things all attribute to those things and the radiation experiments that have been done in different places that are leaking underground with the fracking. Um, There's so much that goes into that. I don't believe that there's a cure because of the fact that they have contaminated our world so much. Some people say there's even a map. There's a radon map, and the radon also has the same symptoms as this virus and where different areas are at. You look at where the radon is, and you can go into particulate matter and what they're breathing. Um, I would love to think that there's a cure for cancer, but I think we've done a lot of really, uh, not we, not you and I, but there's been a lot of things done to our environment and to our foods and our water and our systems and how that is all a circle effect and we all are one and we are affecting everything. So until we can get back to money not being the root of all evil and understanding that we can make a difference in humanity in many other ways than trying to edit what was created here already perfectly for us, I think that we need to be very careful of anything magical or supposed that can fix anything because if it has to do with money and that's what they're making, I have a suspicion that that's what it's all about. It's about the money and it's not about really helping people. Well, a number of folks in our chat room very uh, astutely pointed out that uh, treating cancer is huge business. It's big Mm -hmm. money without cancer. These pharmaceutical companies and the medical uh, system as a whole loses a lot of revenue. So sad but there is a lot of truth to that. Okay, so how often do you put out uh, videos, Trinity? Well, I would like to be able to put them out a lot more often than I have been. Um, There's been a lot going on. This is not my main thing. Of course, I I do many other things, and this is not my main, you know, I I can't even make income on this yet. So I try to get a couple videos out a week. I try to go live a couple times a week, but I would love to make this something more than that, if possible. Great. And once again, the name of the YouTube channel is Trinity Redder Blue Pill. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Anything else you want to point folks to? I'm just so grateful to have to be have this opportunity to be on your show. Thank you for having me. And uh, there's so many great, you know, you, you're awesome. And just keep your eyes open, your ears open, and follow your heart. And no matter what, I, I love speaking truth and answers, but at the same time, it's really important to sing and dance and laugh and get with um, nature and with your loved ones and just, you know, put away the stuff that makes you feel bad and try to, to live in the moment, be more omnipresent because we, none of us get out alive and we're not going to get all the answers, but we can try to be good humans. Great advice. Trinity, you've been a terrific guest. Thank you for being here. Look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. Beyond Reality Paranormal is hosted by J.V. Johnson and produced by Orion Palmer and Slick Eddie Edwards. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program either through your podcast platform, click on the link in the description, or on Patreon at Joha Productions. If you'd like to be a guest on Beyond Reality Paranormal or you have a recommendation for a guest, contact our producer, Slick Eddie Edwards. Eddie is spelled with a Y at slickeddieedwards at gmail.com.